be careful about trying to be just so professional where your personality is not flat and one-dimensional. Yes, you can be yourself, hopefully, while still maintaining a level of professionalism. Before we get into today's episode, are you a fix and flipper who needs some money? Do you need to maybe do more deals and you're limited by the funds you have available? Well then, Fund That Flip, today's best ever sponsor, has a solution for you. And you know Fund That Flip, right? You're a loyal best ever listener. The founder, Matt Rodak, he's been on the show multiple times. And they have been a previous sponsor. And they love working with the best ever listeners. And they provide short-term fix and flip loans to experienced investors. They've got an online platform, makes the entire process super easy, and you can get funded in as few as seven days. So if you're looking for a reliable funding partner, go to fundthatflip.com and mention that, well, you heard about it on the Best Ever Show. Best Ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. With us today, Italina Kirkness. How are you doing? Hi. <laughs> oh, hi. Nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Italina. She has an online presence as an expert and a speaker in the real estate business. She helps real estate professionals and lenders upgrade their social media presence and newsletters. She's a former attorney and is now practicing her passion, which is online branding and marketing based in the San Francisco Bay Area. With that being said, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure, no problem. So I began in the legal field. I had this lucrative career in law and actually just hated all of it. So I delved into LinkedIn looking for my next kind of career path. Started really networking on LinkedIn, built my network from 40 to over 500 really quickly and started just being really active. Next thing you know, my phone started ringing of professionals asking me, hey, it's Lena, I see you on LinkedIn. I see you here. You're everywhere. How are you doing it? And that's how I got the idea to start the company because I realized there were all these professionals on LinkedIn who didn't know how to use it. Mm -hmm. What was your answer when they asked you, how are you doing it? Well, it's really funny is I would actually walk, so as my phone rang once, I would walk that person through what to do, how I'm posting, how I'm being active, how I'm networking literally networking online, bringing conversations from offline to the phone, possibly even meeting. And then I realized, oh my goodness, I'm supposed to be looking for a job right now. I'm not, <laughs> I am spending all this time talking to you. <laughs> so I go back to my job search and then my phone ring again and then the same thing. So that's when I realized, okay, clearly there's a need. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that people do wrong that you've seen? First of all, there's a mistake of neglecting LinkedIn altogether. I haven't logged in in ages. I don't even know my password. Mm -hmm. It's the number one professional social media site. However, people are spending more focus as far as time and posting and networking. On Facebook, they're doing a good job there and then completely forgetting about their LinkedIn, not realizing, hey, that's the number one professional site. Nurture these contacts as well. Talk to these contacts. These are actually professionals who our income earners, and those are the individuals you want to be networking with. How do we leverage LinkedIn so that we get the best return on our time? First of all, as you know, 
Joe, nothing can take place without a conversation happening first. There's no transaction. No one's going to invest with you or utilize your service unless you talk to them first. So first of all, when you're building your network, accepting connection requests from people who reach out to you on LinkedIn, start the conversation. Hey, it's great to connect with you here on LinkedIn. It'd be great to have at least a quick phone chat with you to see how we can be a resource to each Mm -hmm. other. So actually seeing this as networking, just like you walk into a room and you're networking, you exchange cards, you maybe follow up with a phone call or email, same thing online. You come across someone and someone comes across you, start that conversation, follow it up with a phone call. Once you see it's of a value, you can even have a meeting and you just never know unless you do start that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I know my clients and I, we're receiving what we call service inquiries on a monthly basis from people uh, saying, hey, I see that you're in the area or I see that you are also connected to John Smith. I'd love to see if we'd be a good fit. Mm-hmm. I love that advice and that approach, especially for people who are starting out. Once we're more established, then what is the next level to that? Because there's no way I could follow up with someone on LinkedIn when they reach out to me and say, let's have a quick phone conversation because all I would be doing is talking to random people who come across me on LinkedIn. So now that we've established that foundation of community and connections within LinkedIn, then what's the next step? Then the next step is providing them with valuable information. So whatever it is that you're promoting or looking to advance and further, let's say you're wanting to work primarily with a certain geographical area, say you want to target this particular area, particular target market, you can actually use LinkedIn search feature to target. You can plug in a city, you can plug in a state, this geographical area so that you can penetrate this market. So if there's a certain market you want to get into or a higher price point, you can use LinkedIn's search filter. You can actually filter it down so that it's really, really specific. And a lot of people don't even know or are aware that LinkedIn even has that feature. Now, are you referring to searching to connect with people or, or are you referring to only sharing information to only people within that city or state? Both. Both, so once really? you yeah, uh-huh. So once you go ahead and you search people in a specific geographical area, then you can actually create groups on LinkedIn so that you can say, Hey, this is for this city or this is for this city. You can have certain groups. And then once you are ready to send a message to the people in that group, you can do that. It's all organized and laid out there for you. Okay. So say I'm going to use my example because that's the best way I can think of using an example off the top of my head. I have investors in markets across the U.S., but primarily, or I've identified, say, the top seven markets that my investors live in. Therefore, if I wanted to create a group or if I wanted to create content for just them in each of those markets, and let's just use one, for example, Los Angeles, then the approach, and this is where I want to make sure I'm thinking about this correctly based on what you just said, the approach I could take is create Los Angeles-specific real estate investing articles that I think they would be interested in and then create a Los Angeles group and then share it within that group after they're in the group. Is that correct or did I miss something? Exactly. Okay. You got okay. it. You got, got it. it. Now, and that's just one way. And then the other thing I would say, the re- how we make, to answer your question, 
how do we make, as in a more advanced, what do we do to make the most of LinkedIn? The other piece I would say is, if you're really good, especially at sharing content on Facebook or some of these other sites, don't forget to share this content on LinkedIn as well, because that's another set of eyeballs, another audience to get in front of. What should be our focus when sharing content on LinkedIn versus Facebook? Do we approach it differently in any way? Absolutely. Now, we're remembering that our audience on LinkedIn, they are professionals. They're higher income earners. They're professionals. So we need to make sure that whatever we're saying does relate to professionals. Mm -hmm. So meaning we're not sharing pictures of our nieces and nephews and pictures of our pets or us at happy hour. We're not sharing that kind of content where, where it's very common to see that on Facebook and it's appropriate to see that on Facebook. On LinkedIn, what we're doing is being sure to tie it in to being a professional, to being, in this case, an investor, being a business owner, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So as long as it relates to that audience, they can relate to it. So one thing people say, well, I don't know. Does that mean I'm only sharing articles? Does that mean I'm being super corporate? Absolutely not. So the best thing I can do is just give you an example. One day I was really, really tired. It was about two o'clock in the afternoon. And what do most of us do at two o'clock in the afternoon? Oh, we all take naps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just me? Okay, never mind. <laughs> we go get a nap in a cup. We go get a cup of coffee. <laughs> Ever tried going to a coffee shop at two o'clock in the afternoon? No, because you're taking a nap. Yeah, so, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't know this. But yeah, everyone else is out in line getting a coffee. And on this particular day, I said, if Selena, you're tired. You might as well just take a nap instead of having a nap in a cup. <laughs> so I took my yoga mat from my trunk of my car. It was a beautiful day. I put it under a tree, and I took a quick 10, 15-minute nap. And then I woke up refreshed as ever, productive for the rest of the day. Uh -huh. But I thought, wow, this is really cool what I just did, what just happened. I decided to take a nap instead of reaching for a cup of coffee. I bet a lot of professionals could relate to this. So I shared it on LinkedIn. I put a, found a picture of a yoga mat. I shared that story. It received a lot of engagement because all those professionals could absolutely relate to needing either a nap or a cup of coffee mm -hmm. at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I remember listening to one of Tim Ferriss's podcasts, and he's a proponent of that type of approach, taking 15, 20-minute naps whenever you need to, just like the power thing. Okay, that's great. So it was not an article that you were sharing, but rather it was an experience that was helping you as a professional, and it was also something that people were either envious of or enlightened by. Okay, cool. Right, absolutely. So the thing is, it's, Everything on LinkedIn doesn't need to be super corporate. It doesn't just have to be articles. Again, just adding value to the professionals in your network. Mm -hmm. If you are going to share articles, I highly suggest, first of all, share your own article. And then number two, if you're going to share someone else's article, read it and give your two cents on the article. So, for example, frequently when I see articles being posted on LinkedIn, it's just the article. And there's nothing from you. You're promoting the writer of that article. You're not promoting yourself. You're not showing your own expertise and how you're so good at what you do and why people should work with you. Mm -hmm. So what I suggest, if you are going to share someone else's article, 
The best post I saw was this article answers questions on what to do prior to investing. A person gave their two cents on what the article was going to be addressing. So then we get to see your thought process. We get to see, oh, you are smart. <laughs> right? mm -hmm. We get to see uh, some of your brilliance. How do we judge the success of our LinkedIn approach? Activities? <laughs> sure. What's great is just like Facebook, LinkedIn gives you analytics. So you can actually see each individual post that you share, you receive analytics. So it says right there, this post reached X amount of people. Of course, you can also see how many people liked and comment. But as we all know, people who look at your post and who enjoy it don't always like or comment. So it's nice. It does show you the stats on not only how many people saw it, but it even shows you the job titles of the individuals who looked. So, for example, when I share a post, it'll say X amount of people who have the title real estate broker saw your post and X amount of people who have the title salesperson or financial advisor, right? And it'll even show the company. So, Keller Williams or Oval Banker, whatever, it shows the company. So, it gives you specifics mm -hmm. on who's viewing your content. Is there a dashboard so you can compare articles or do you just have to look at each article individually? On your own profile where it says, so for example, on my profile where it shows all of my activity, all of my posts, it'll say Italina's activity. And I can look at all my posts that I've shared and for each individual one, yes, I would go through individually and look at the analytics for each. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's something else as it relates to LinkedIn that we haven't talked about that we need to know about? I would say the basics is the profile. So the profile itself, I think the average user thinks, oh, this is just an online resume. Well, if you're in sales or if you're an investor, if you're in real estate, you want it to be more of a marketing piece than a resume. You're not looking for a job, so you don't need it to be a resume. So use it as an opportunity to actually share what you're doing, what sets you apart in business, what sets you apart from all the other bajillion real estate professionals out there. So for example, a lot of people, they don't even have their summary up there. Use your summary as an opportunity to share the niche market that you're working in, what sets you apart from other real estate professionals, the kinds of things we can expect in working with you, and a call to action, right? So it's more of a marketing piece than just a resume or just a list of companies, real estate brokerages that you've been moving around to. Let's switch gears, if we can, to email newsletters. Sure. What are some suggestions or best practices that you have to have an email newsletter that your recipient then shares out with their friends because it's so darn interesting? Right. Well, as you can imagine, I'm on a lot of real estate professionals' lists. So I receive their newsletters, and I get to see either how awesome or how lame they are. So I would say the ones that are not as inspiring are the ones where I'm only getting the market report. I'm only getting these stats and so forth. Yes, that's all important. But again, also add your own two cents, share your brilliance. So based on how these marketing stats that you're sharing, what? What do I do with this information? Based on that, what do you think, right? So use it as an opportunity to share your accents, your brilliance. Our 
email newsletter, we're addressing problems or questions that people have in the business. So for you, you want to do the same thing, keeping your ear out there. What do you hear people complaining about? What do people hear people asking? That's what your next email newsletter should be addressing. And then any tips or suggestions or best practices for anything else as it relates to newsletter? I know it's a large question, so to take it whichever way you want to. Utilize video in your newsletter. Your newsletter shouldn't be this huge like thesis, this huge, all this verbiage in this email that you know, someone does need a cup of coffee just to get through the newsletter. So one thing I would say is keep it short and concise and obviously use video. Video is huge. People are going to be more willing to watch a quick few-minute video than read paragraph after paragraph. So instead of writing or as a way to mix it up, just writing what you're going to say, say what you're going to say on a video. Embed that in your email. Mm. And what's so great about that is in your subject line, you can put in video. People know right away that's a video. They look forward to it. And then whatever it is that you're addressing. So in my case, I do video and then three tips for making the most of LinkedIn. So they know right away what they're getting and that it's a video. They're going to be more excited about that. Based on your experience as an online branding and marketing expert, what is your best real estate investing advice ever for real estate investors? Well, as we know, the saturated market, there's lots of investors out there, brokerages out there, a lot of people, a lot of options. So how are you setting yourself apart? And I would say one great thing is that social media, whether it be LinkedIn or Facebook, or even our promoting to our, new, our newsletter list, gives us a way to set ourselves apart and show our personalities. And that's what people fall in love with. So I would say is be careful about trying to be just so professional where your personality is not flat and one dimensional. Yes, you can be yourself, hopefully, while still maintaining a level of professionalism. Mm -hmm. So use the online world, treat it as if it's your own true e-Hollywood story where you get to share yourself, your personality, and who you are, so people will be more inclined to work with you. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love to laugh, and I'll take that as a, oh, oh, you did say okay, too, so you're laughing and saying okay, double, double plus. <laughs> All right, first, though, a quick word from our best ever partners. <sighs> you want to get better at negotiating real estate? Well, how about, do you want to get better at negotiating real estate for free? Even better, right? Well, go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has partnered with best-selling author Jay Scott to provide you with a free chapter from Jay's new book on negotiating real estate. I've read the book. Lots of good real-world case studies sprinkled in there, too. I love it when they do that. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever to download your free copy of the chapter today. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at com. Okay, best ever book you've read? Oh, wow, that's really hard. Oh my God. Best ever book? The Noticer. We'll go with that. The Noticer. N-O-T-I-C-E-R? Uh-huh. Okay. 
what's the best ever way to get the most amount of email subscribers in the shortest amount of time? Best way. Promote the actual link to sign up. Put the link directly in your social media outlet. Like, disseminate that throughout your social media. Mm. Best ever CRM or email database software program that you recommend? <laughs> oh, my goodness. For simplicity, for people who are just like, oh, my God, I'm so scared of technology. For simplicity, I would just say something like a MailChimp or Content Contact. But I love, I'm sorry, I love, I love, I love Contactually. Contactually? Yes. Why? Because it alerts you as to who needs to be contacted and keeps that in front of you in case you're not on top of it. Mm. What's the investment on a monthly basis or annual basis for Contactually? I don't know. Not sure. Okay, that's fine. Just curious. No. You know. Best ever way you like to give back? I love giving back to my high school. I feel I went to a really, really great high school, and I feel like I wouldn't be where I am today without them. I love that they give scholarships to people who ordinarily wouldn't be able to afford to attend. It's a private school. I love giving back to my high school. Best ever way the best ever listeners can get in touch with you? (laughs) They can obviously call me at 510-712-1918 or text. And they can also, of course, connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. And it's just I-T-A-L-I-N-A, last name Kirkness, K-I-R-K-N-I-S. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for giving us many lessons on how to enhance our presence online and how to build a database in the most efficient way possible. Some of the things that stood out to me is clearly LinkedIn is the platform of choice And we can be ourselves while still maintaining a level of professionalism within LinkedIn. That way we still have our personality, but it should relate to professionals. It doesn't have to be the articles that we write or share. And by the way, if we share, then we need to have some commentary about it. It could also be that yoga mat siesta example. And then targeting locations, creating groups within those locations, and many other tips along the way. So thanks for being on the show. Really grateful. Hope you have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at com.